Welcome, my name is Elizabeth Glau and I am the Attendee Experience Manager at the International Society for Technology and Education. My Twitter handle is at Elizabeth Glau and we are making a marketer. Hello, my name is Jen Cole and I am Community Manager for Social Media Examiner and owner of Backspace Media. My Twitter handle is at Jen Cole ICT and this is Making a Marketer. Hello, hello, this is Megan Powers at Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing. Welcome to the show where we are making a marketer. Today we have with us Madeline Sklar, the the Twitter expert. Uh, of course, she's a lot more than that, and we'll we'll get to a fuller introduction um, of her here in a minute. Um, but I I do want to welcome everyone to episode four of Making a Marketer. The uh, response has been awesome, and we're we're super excited to have Madeline as a guest tonight. I do first want to introduce some sponsors. The sponsors of Convergent AV Radio, which brings you this awesome podcast, are Polycom, Rethink Collaboration, find out how at polycom.com. Zoom, the number one video conferencing and web conferencing service, find out more at zoom.us. TierPM is your AV and IT solutions partner, find out more at tierpm.com. TierPM is the provider of the hot jobs on most of the AV live shows, which is another convergent AV show. Sonic Foundry uh, and Media Site, they are the global leader for video capture management and streaming solutions. So given this, that this is a Twitter-focused show, we must do like we did on episode two and call out some new Twitter followers. And awesomely, uh, several of them are because the Twitter Smarter Chat today that, um, that Madeline did that, that I got to experience. So uh, I'll just read off a handful. Startup Carta is at, at Startup Carta. Katie Martin at KMartinMKTG. Mike Kuala at Mike Kuala. Jim Katzaman, J Katz, Kat, that's hard to say, Katzaman. <laughs> James Mann, James Mann23. Allison Tedford is at Ali Spins, Express Writers at EXP Writers, Zoe Cairns at Zoe underscore Cairns, Gregory S. Bledsoe, he's geek underscore king, and Susie Calvin, Susie underscore Calvin 69. So that's exciting. We got a whole bunch of followers today, which is, which is super cool. So um, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure there are very few listening to this who don't know Madeline Sklar's name, uh, she lives in Houston. She's a Twitter expert, but she's so much more. She's a marketing and branding expert with 21 years experience helping businesses exponentially grow their brand in an authentic and impactful way. Ranked number one social media influencer in Houston. Madeline's a great She's a, a real force to be reckoned with. Host of the Twitter chat, uh, hashtag Twitter Smarter, uh, the chat and the podcast, and a weekly hashtag a social, SRO, social ROI chat. I'm having a little trouble today. Hi, Madeline. Welcome. Hey, Megan. How are you? Good. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. I know it's been a long day. I started my morning with you, so um, on the on the on the on your chat. So, and I know you've uh, you've had a really full afternoon. So, we appreciate you um, taking the time to join us today. Sure thing. I'm excited. Okay, so we um, wanted we don't want to get too heavy, but one thing that we kind of wanted to talk about today, um, in light of the tragedy in Vegas earlier this week. Um, we just kind of want to talk a few minutes as it relates to crisis communication and and um, kind of having a plan like that in place and maybe what the organizers of this show could have done um, in, a, in advance of the show as it relates to scheduled tweets, right? And I don't know if you did you see any of that, any of that chatter about the, the organization that put on the festival? No, I did not. Okay, so Route 91 Harvest is, is the name, and um, unfortunately, they had some tweets that 
the timing with what they said was like super prophetic and really unfortunate for what for what was happening and so um, got to talking with Jen. I was actually with Jen uh, in Kansas City when we got the news. And so we were kind of just talking through this on Monday. Like, how, how do you, obviously, the first thought for me was, well, hopefully their team is okay, right? I mean, that was initially like. Absolutely, yeah. But 24 hours later, these tweets were still up. And they wow. hadn't. Even, yeah, and they hadn't even responded yet to what had happened. So it just kind of got us thinking about about what to do, you know, kind of what what you should have in place. I mean, what do you think about about that in terms of like do you think you should have somebody backup who's at home or who's like in the office and not on site or what how would you have handled that, do you think? Well, I, I would have made sure that anything that was scheduled was stopped uh, and paused. Um, most people, well, a lot of people use Buffer, right? And Buffer is actually very aware of situations like this and actually send out something to, you know, the effect of, hey, you know, we know there's something happening in your area. Like I live in Houston. We just had a huge hurricane, right? right. And Buffer had sent out a notice like, hey, we make it real easy for you to pause by just hitting one button to pause everything. Um, I would like to see this available easily for everybody. So that way, like, I, I'm not sure if Hootsuite has this, but being able to easily stop is really important because when there is a crisis in your area, something going on, you do not want tweets going out, especially if you're the organizer of an event that was affected by a tragedy like this. Um, so it just shows that whoever was in charge of social media was not paying attention. Or maybe they didn't have somebody doing social media. Maybe, you know, it just wasn't really, uh, you know, front of mind. Maybe it was just more of like, you know, we schedule some stuff and then let's focus on other things. They might not have had the budget to have a full-time person doing it. Right. So. That's fair. The budget, a budget thing. And I, and I mean, I think, Jen, you probably agree, right? That it was probably like the last thing they were thinking about in, in light of the you know, running for your life and all of that that surrounds it. But, mm -hmm. you know, but, but in terms of timing, like at some point, right, you got to, it's got to be part of your plan for after. Yeah, that's right. exactly right. I, I, I wonder myself if they just got caught up in the chaos, the shock, the, the craziness, and maybe social media just went on the back burner. And I know with this kind of situation, it's supposed to, not be that way. But when you're in the situation, things are a little bit different. So yeah, giving them the benefit of the doubt on that. Absolutely. I think that's reasonable. But having a plan, right? Elizabeth, having a plan. Yeah. Elizabeth, you, you, uh, Elizabeth works for an association that has a huge annual conference and, um, it, her attend the attendee experience is what f is falls under her purview. So, um, though it's marketing, right, that handles this kind of stuff, this is something you would definitely get involved with and kind of, do you guys have a plan for like what, what to do after? Because obviously the 24 hour, it way, took way too long, like for them to do anything about it. Well, everything else aside, um, what are your thoughts, Elizabeth, on the? Yeah, so we, um, our plan includes, in the case of anything going on, whether it's, it's directly affected our event or it's something maybe in the city where we're in, and, you know, attendees are starting to tweet about something going on. Um, unfortunately, this has happened the last two years. Um, just something in the city that was concerning. Luckily, it wasn't um, happening right at the convention center. But our plan is to not only bring the, uh, uh, the event team together, but also with our marketing team. We all gather in one place and kind of have a, um, uh, some discussion we try to do some research in advance first, especially if, you know, if it's not affecting you directly, to really kind of find out what's going on before we actually respond to attendees that are tweeting about something. Because we don't want to alarm 20,000 people if there's no need to alarm them. However, we do want to, as quickly as possible, you know, figure out what is going on and figure out you know, what our response should be. So, I mean, clearly, you know, stopping any kind of scheduled post is kind of a no-brain like once we once we determine there might be something going on then our, our marketing team you know would have that as as part of their process as well but what's been interesting for us in having this a similar situation in two different cities now is one in one city the the police department's twitter account was a much better resource 
than it was in another city. So this is a great part um, of your plan going into different cities or different venues or whatever it is um, to investigate whether or not that um, police department is going to be a good resource when it comes to figuring out what is actually going on. So that should just be part of your plan to know who, which are the accounts that you're going to follow, you know, the local media, the news channels, look, sorry, local media, things like that. Um, who, where are you going to look to see uh, what is really going on? And then, and then you take it from there. Yeah, I think this is a big wake up call to event organizers to have a crisis plan in place, like, and, and have social media be part of it because they may actually have a plan, but like it's for how to get out of the building and who calls who, but this probably isn't part of it. So um, I think it's this, um, this shows that it's, it's super important. Hey Madeline, do you ever uh, interact or do you ever consult with any, with event organizers or work with them on, on anything um, social wise and on that front? I have in the past. Um, I, what I've seen a lot is that it, they don't all like we like I mentioned before. It's not always a budget, and so it's very easy for events to just go the volunteer route and get volunteers to help with the social media. And it can be very easy for it to get chaotic when something's going on. So I think this is a wake up call that you really should have a plan in place, no matter how big or small your organization is really for any type of business as well. That everybody should have something in place because you just don't know. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the scheduling tweets and everything, anything PR is like, you gotta, you gotta get on top of that. Um, so we're going to switch gears, something lighter. Jen, uh, there's a 280 character elephant in the room. Is there not? Oh yes, there is. There is. It's a very large, <laughs> very large elephant in the room. So Madeline, um, last week, as you know, and as most people probably know by now, um, Twitter is teasing the 280-character count. Um, first off, I, I've listened to your thoughts on this, but I think that, the, that our listeners would appreciate hearing your perspective on what this could look like. Yeah, I've been sharing my perspective quite a bit lately. Um, I'm a firm believer that Twitter is Twitter because of 140 characters, right? Um, this whole 280 is uh, not very exciting because there are so many things that could really take away from Twitter if we go that route. For me, because I'm very big with Twitter chats, is that could you imagine like being on my Twitter Smarter Chat that has easily over a thousand tweets uh, during the chat to try to read tweets that are double in size. I, I just don't see how that's going to be possible. And it's interesting because very few people have this. It's a very small group. And I saw somebody on the Twitter smarter chat today that obviously had it because their tweet was really long and you're trying to read it. And it's like, this is not easy to do. You know, a chat is very fast paced. So uh, that right there is, you know, a little disturbing to think like, how is this going to impact? Twitter chats. Um, and, you know, my thing is that Twitter does not need to be Facebook. It does not need to be LinkedIn. It does not need to be any other social network. It just needs to be Twitter. And so that 140 is what makes it really special. That's my take. Yeah, that, that's definitely my take too. I, I really like being able to breeze through there and just reading headlines, one-liners, um, what's going on? Oh, I can go to Twitter, figure it out really quickly, and then, you know, react or go on with my day and, you know, something's true. It's definitely going to be proven true on Twitter. If it's false, it's definitely going to be proven false on Twitter, but you can figure things out pretty quickly just by following a hashtag and the little one-liners. So the 280 thing, I mean doubling the character count is just blowing my mind. Now I could, I could almost understand expanding to 160 characters simply because that would allow you to put in the link or okay, 163 characters to allow for that link or whatever. But <laughs> I just don't know about this whole 280 thing, completely doubling the character count, which in, you know, to your point, it takes away the brevity and the beauty of the channel itself. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I'm having a hard time wrapping I'm my with, head around. I'm with you, Jen. I, I vote for 50% more, not 100% more. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. You know what I was just thinking, though? 
Um, and Jen, you can talk about Stel Mike Stelzner's uh, idea in a sec, but I, I just wanted to throw out that thought of what if it was a setting? Like you could turn it on or off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like force you as a user to like stick to shorter. And then you could make it a, if you're going to be on this chat, on this tweet chat that you uh, put your settings to 140. Huh. That's yeah. a great idea. I love that. <laughs> I think that's great. And, you know, would everybody go to two, 280? No. I mean, I think most people would keep it concise. Uh, but uh, what really what people are in favor of is not that. Give us an edit button. That's what everybody wants. Let us edit. Yes. Um, that, that would make things so much easier. Heck yeah. That would be sure. amazing. That, I, that would be absolutely amazing to have an edit button to where when you accidentally spell out the word the wrong way and then make yourself look like a, you know, a temporary, you know, slacker or whatever, you can actually just go back, switch it and, you know, tweet it again and everything will be okay. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm all for an edit button. <laughs> I think that would be wonderful. Uh, something that Michael Stelzner brought up the other day, you know, on the morning talk, on the morning show on Fridays, um, he mentioned the idea of, the see more um, option, you know, kind of like what you see on, on Facebook, what you, uh, you see on LinkedIn. So after 140 characters, then there'd be the see more dot, dot, dot that you could click on it and expand. What are your thoughts on, on that idea? I don't, I didn't get to catch that. I don't believe. Yeah. I, I'm not really excited about that because it just means you got to do more work, right? Like again, go back to a Twitter chat. What are you going to do? Click, keep clicking on see more to read more when you're trying to quickly read tweets. Um, it's an interesting idea, but I don't think that really um, solves the issue for anybody, right? It's like, you know, no, that one doesn't work for me. I just want a little, I just want a little bit more at least. It doesn't have to double, but and I'm a writer. I can edit myself, but like today was the perfect example where I, I it totally shortening it completely changed what I was saying. And I I tried a bunch of and I still ended up doing it. And I used R instead of A R E, and you know like the number two instead of T O, you know all those stupid little hacks that you do to like cut yourself down, but. Anyway, but, but you know, it's okay to actually do multiple tweets. I mean, I actually was trying to uh, explain something today. There was a lady that after the chat, she actually sent me an email and said, Hey, I'm trying to do this video reply thing you keep talking about. Um, and I'm just figuring I just need to make a little how to video to make it easy because so many people are asking me like that are not understanding how to do this. Um, so I was trying to explain it to her. Well, it's not easy to explain in one tweet. So I did two tweets. And at the bottom of the first tweet, I put, you know, one slash two. So she hopefully understood that means there's another tweet coming. But, you know, it's easy to just reply to a tweet and then you take your tweet and you rep reply to yourself and that starts a chain. Um, and I think, you know, that's the easiest solution when we're trying to get a longer thought out. Yeah, now that you're able to do that, that is a good a workaround. I, I'm, on, I'm on a little treat, tweet rant of my own um, not that long ago, and I think I had eight uh, addressing to an um, a, a unnamed business that provides rideshare services. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. And they didn't, at this point, they didn't even reply because they had, you know, had already been dealt with and stuff, but I just felt like I needed to let the world know. Um, so, all right, cool. We knew that's how you felt, but we just kind of wanted to talk about it. And it's always interesting too, right? To talk through it and hear different perspectives. And like, like Mike said, if Twitter does it, he wants credit. If Twitter does the settings, right? Just yeah, right now. Um, the only thing I do want to say though is that you know Mike likes to say Twitter's in trouble, and it's not the first time he said that when I'm on his program. And I really want to say, dude, is is Twitter's okay? But you know, I don't. You know, it's his program. So, you know, sometimes you have to let him have, you know, that kind of thought. Um, I, you know, yeah, from a financial point of view, sure, Twitter is not doing that great financially. But they're, they're, I think it's an amazing platform. I think it's a great place to connect with people. So instead of getting people all nervous and worked up over Twitter's in trouble is let's support Twitter and let's use Twitter and let's, you, you know, get the benefits out of it because it's so great. You know, if, if you're on there, you're going to get a lot out of it. 
For sure. And, and listening to a show like yours and getting on your tweet chats, people will learn more and more how, how to use it properly. Cause that's part of the issue. I think people don't get it. Like, you know, it's something that yeah. it took me a little bit to kind of get the handle on it. Um, but it's also, it's not that it's just not growing at the rate of, of other platforms. And why is that part of the reason is because there's so many platforms, right? Everyone's kind sure. of spread thin. We can't be everywhere at, you know, at every moment. So that's part of it, I think. But yeah, it definitely serves a purpose. I, I mean, the news, getting the news uh, via Twitter is faster than anything else. Like, obviously, you're, you're not getting your local news as fast as you're getting, like, there's an earthquake. I go, let me go to Twitter, see if there was an earth or Facebook. Let's see if there's an earthquake. And sure enough, like other people are going earthquake, you know, we live in earthquake. Yeah, it's country, great for that. California. So, um, yeah, well, and the, like the Boston bombing, like I, I definitely got news faster on Twitter than I was getting it on, on my local news in part because people on Twitter were listening to the police, um, radios and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's going anywhere. Um, and, and I like that they're at least trying to figure out changes, right? Ways to improve it and, and that kind of thing. I was saying to Jen that I thought that like my, the characters of my link should not count against my, right. my that work. would be great. I would like to see that happen. I think that would, it seems to me the logical next thing would be mm -hmm. to not count links. You, like if you have a URL in there, you know, just like when they made it so we could put an image in and not have it count. So that seems like the logical next step. One thing I will say about Twitter, they will experiment with something like they're doing right now with the 280. It doesn't mean it's a done deal. Facebook will do something and while we're all complaining, they've already moved on to the next thing because they don't care. They don't listen, right? Whereas Twitter, they'll do an experiment. They'll try it with a small group and they're listening to everybody. And they may, it's really hard to say which way they're going to go because they may do it. I mean, it's, you know, Jack Dorsey sounded like he made up his mind and seemed very on board with it. Um, but people are not on board with it. Did you see Ellen's response to that? So no. What'd she, she say? She's like, I don't know if you heard, she said, but Twitter's trying out this new thing. And, and then she goes, to, she's reading Jack Dorsey's tweet that obviously was 280 and she's about a third way through it. She goes, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And then she goes, I don't have it yet. And thankfully neither does the president. Oh gosh. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. That is um, funny. So I, let's talk a little bit more about um, Twitter chats, just in general. I um, I do them on occasion. I find uh, I have a hard time scheduling myself. So like, I'll forget. Like this morning, I knew I wanted to, especially because we were having you on tonight. I wanted to get on there and um, you know be up on what you guys talked about today. And um, anyway, but uh, so I caught some of it and. Um, so I love how you put the question in an image. I think that's like the best thing that people can do and, and that doesn't happen often enough in, in Twitter chats because it really makes it stand yeah. out because I do find sure. it hard to follow sometimes. Well, and people answering in different order too. Like late, I saw someone answer A1 like like way late in the, in the chat, which is like at least they're participating. I, so I still appreciate that, but I was kind of like, wait a minute, what? Like non-sequitur. I couldn't remember the question yeah. they were answering. So I also think that it's important to quote tweet when you reply so that, I mean, putting the A6 or the A8 or whatever is cool, but if you quote tweet the image, yeah, you'll see, it, you'll see it, right, which is what I'm a big fan of. I think quote tweeting when you're on a Twitter chat is the way to go because, you know, there's nothing worse than getting onto somebody's Twitter feed and you see them doing all of these, you know, A1, A2, and the hashtag is like, oh, you know, it'll like finally click. Oh, they're on a Twitter chat. But you don't know what the question is, the way they're answering it. And it, dri it drives me crazy because so many times people, there'll be like some kind of question like, you know, who inspires you on social media? And they'll put me or, you know, there are questions like that where they answer with me. So I go and I see this notification. I see A5 at Madeline Sklar. I'm like, what was it? What was Q5? What was the question? <laughs> you know, it's like, why doesn't anybody do the quote tweet? So I, I need to really start pushing that because it really helps because then you would see the question in the tweet and you would know exactly what they're talking about. 
Right. I think also, and I don't know if this is something that you've considered for your team. You, I mean, you have so many people on. How, how, what, what do you think is your average attendance? Do you know? Oh, gosh. You know, we, we range um, usually in about, oh, I want to say um, uh, like 150, 200 usually. Wow. I mean, we, wow. we get a lot of people that come on board. And, you know, of course, some people just zip right through and maybe they're in there for two seconds and some people are there for quite a while. Um, it, it really varies. Um, like I just posted just a little while ago, right before this, um, our stats for today's chat, 197 profiles. So that's how many. And when I'm pulling up these stats, that's just telling me how many tweets today and it was just the time frame of the chat um how many people tweeted twitter smarter pound twitter smarter um now one thing i will say is when you're trending like when this chat really blows up and is trending then you get all these crazy people tweeting on top of it um and unfortunately that can get added into the stats but we didn't have i didn't see any of that today so i would say yeah 197 that's is pretty impressive for sure and you got that number based on insight, Twitter insights for the, for the hashtag, or do you have another tool? I'm using a tool um, that is called uh, Social Alert. And it is, uh, there are different tools out there, like hash tracking is really popular. Um, and other ones, I use OneCube before. Um, but right now I'm using Social Alert, and it's just a tool that allows me to get stats and metrics on the hashtag. It's, it's you know, strictly for the hashtag. So I'm able to see um, how many tweets. So that, uh, like we had 1409, so 1,409. Impressive. 197 profiles. So that's how many users. Uh, 9 million reach and 35 million impressions. Amazing. Wow. That is awesome. So one thing I like, and I wonder if you guys do this. I started to say this and then I derailed myself. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, there's a chat called Expo Chat on Wednesday mornings, at least in my time, it's morning, 10 a.m. And um, I, I really like participating in it. It's usually a fairly small group, which, you know, which is nice, um, just because, you know, you kind of know what to expect from people and stuff. But when they tweet at me, reminding me, it's amazing because I totally forget and I don't have it on my calendar. I should put it on my calendar, but you know, like, and you get caught up in your morning. Like I've missed the social media examiner Friday morning, 10 a.m. show, or like the past eight weeks because I'm not at my computer at that time or I'm knee deep in something else. So do you guys do anything to try to remind other than you're tweeting just from your account? Are you guys doing anything else? Not currently. You know, I was really big on doing these tweet reminders and uh, there was another chat that I ran for six years and that was the big thing like tweeting, you know, um, people that were participating and I'd always ask, it was kind of like an opt-in like, hey, you know, is it okay if we send you a tweet? Would you like a tweet reminder? So I was doing this stuff for years and uh, I found out earlier this year that people were not seeing my tweets during the chat. Not everybody, but a, a, oh. a big number of people. And it got to the point where like something was seriously wrong like I was in Vegas at this Adobe conference and I was doing like this special edition of the Twitter smarter chat and and some of my colleagues were standing right there with me on their phones trying to participate and they're like I don't see your tweets it's like how do you not see my tweets I'm tweeting if you went to my profile you saw it but if you're like participating in the chat you're in the search for Twitter smarter or you're using a third party it just didn't show up so I had to get in touch with Twitter, which was not easy, uh, to try to figure out what the heck is going on. And they determined that uh, for whatever reason, I was marked as a spammer. And the only thing I could think of was doing those reminder tweets because I'm sending them out to a bunch of people. And maybe over time, some people don't want those anymore. And maybe they're marking them as spam. I don't know. Um, so I stopped doing them. I just don't want to take gotcha. that chance. I think it'd be better to just do an email list. And so I'm thinking about just starting, you know, asking people to opt in because they can opt in or opt out and that will not affect me on Twitter. I just don't want that to happen again because here I'm running a very popular Twitter chat and it's disturbing to find out some people are not seeing the tweets. And there have been times where I was put in Twitter jail because you're only allowed to do so much in an hour, right? They have these parameters in place and 
I don't know if they lifted them, but I used to get put in Twitter. Like it would be like the last 10 minutes of the chat and other colleagues of mine had this happen too. And it'd be like the last 10 minutes and you're trying to tweet and it won't go out. And it's like, are you kidding me? Now I'm the kind of person that I will find a workaround. That's just how I am. And I found a way, it was so awesome that I could use Buffer because Buffer, you don't have to schedule. You can actually go into Buffer and do a tweet and have it post right now. There's an option to tweet now. So I realized if I go into Buffer and just do my tweet there and have it send now, it would go through. So, you know, always trying to figure out a workaround. But it's been a while since I was in Twitter jail. So um, I'm thinking maybe they made changes. I've only gotten put in Twitter jail for uh, the follower having uh, not following like whatever the ratio is between followers to following or whatever. And that's so crazy. You know, I mean, they're trying to stop spammers. I get it. You know, they don't want somebody who's just trying to follow a gazillion people and not following back. Uh, But those limitations were a bit much. It's nice to know that they finally raised it from 2000 to 5,000 because 2000 was a number that a lot of people were hitting. right? Right. A lot of people don't hit 5,000, but a lot of people hit 2,000. So it doesn't seem to be an issue. Like it used to be a huge issue. People were always contacting me about that, trying to understand like, why is this happening? Why am I not able to add more followers? And then what would happen is many, and this, this could have plenty to do with why don't they don't have as many monthly active users. People would have that happen and they would give up. They're like, I'm not doing Twitter anymore. Right. Oh, that's fair. I hadn't thought about that. I didn't know they raised it to 5,000 either. I just figured I'm close enough. I'm close to about almost even. Um, I'm just a little bit more choosy to about who I follow because I didn't want to get into that situation again. Um, one, uh, Jen wants to talk about your live video chats, but before that, real quick, I wanted to um, ask you, I saw that you you post a link to the recap of the of the the chat, like if, if people missed it. What tool are you using and how does that work? So the way we're doing that is just through my blog. So it's just uh, one of my team members goes through the chat manually and she puts up the question tweet and then she puts up, she'll take about 10 answers, like kind of like the best of the best. And we'll, we always make sure the guests, whoever's the guest, we make sure their answers are in there. And it's just done manually. Now, years ago, I used Storify. Storify is great until you reach a point where you have a lot of tweets on your chat. If you have a lot of tweets, then it becomes very difficult. Their system just can't handle it. I remember when Storify was new and my other Twitter chat I used to run in the music business, we would easily hit 2,000 tweets. And Storify just couldn't handle you trying to take 2,000 tweets and put it in, it, put it in there. Gotcha. Um, so going through manually and doing it uh, in a blog is a common way. I see lots of people doing it. Um, one thing I'm seeing more and more people starting to do it, and I'm starting to advocate it more, is Twitter moments. And Twitter moments is something people are just not using, and I don't know why. Uh, I've done a course on this for uh, Social Media Examiner has a membership group, and I've done a presentation for them teaching them how to do this, and I'm actually going to put out an online course for this for the public because it, it just drives me crazy that this is not being utilized. And uh, a Twitter chat recap is just one of so many ways that you could use it. So Madeline, I, I noticed that came up on the Twitter smarter chat today. You guys were talking about moments a little bit. Um, yep. So yeah, that's, that's a great use. Uh, do you also think that using them for events, I mean, it would be largely the same way a Twitter chat is an event, right? It's just an yes. event happening online. So do you use moments at events like that you're attending or do you recommend people do that for events? Absolutely. Events are a great way to do this because you can, you can do like a best of. So um, when I had given this presentation before, we had social media marketing world coming up and I was saying, hey, what you want to think about doing is when you're at this event, why don't you take tweets that are out there while you're there that you know, are grabbing your attention and put it into a moment. The beauty of a moment is that you can build this thing up. It stays into a draft mode until you're ready to publish it. So you could take tweets that you're seeing that are like, wow, this is great stuff. Let me put it in here. And then basically build a recap that you could post after the conference to show like, here's what went on at this event. Um, 
I see people using it for motivational quotes, which is really popular. Um, on the chat today, what one guy said, which was brilliant, is he puts all of his pinned tweets in there. So, you know, like with pinned tweets on your Twitter that what a lot of people do is they'll do, you know, put one up and then maybe a few weeks later, a new one, or maybe a month later, like they just go through different tweets. And so what a great way to keep track of all the different tweets you've done by putting them into a moment. So, uh, so many great uses for that, but definitely for events. I think that's one of the best ways to utilize it. That's great. Hey, Jen, do you have any other uh, uses for moments? Yeah, um, I actually, um, right before Madeline, I had you on my midweekish talk for Backspace. Um, I had just taught a class at a library on, um, on Twitter marketing. And we used a moment for that and we pulled in all of the tweets that they used and video and pictures and everything. And we pulled all of that stuff into a moment and then shared it with all of them. So now they all have access to each other. So it's so easily accessible. It's a beautiful like scrapbook of a learning experience. It was, it's absolutely amazing. So I, I, I don't know why people don't, I think it's just not habit. I think they need to like make it a habit. It's a beautiful thing. I, I don't know how. That's why I haven't. I, I look at them like when on the like top news will have moments and you can, but I, I, I don't, I mean, I guess I could just try and, but you're not going to tell yeah. me. It's really easy. You just go list. to moments and you just start putting tweets in and they make it really easy. Like you can be surfing around, you're on a tweet and you can just take that tweet and add it in really easily into a moment, or you could just go to moments on your Twitter and build it from there. So there's a lot of flexibility. And one thing that's really cool is that they've also made it so that let's say you're out and about and you're on your phone and you decide, oh, let me start a moment because this tweet I just found is really good. And I want to put this into a moment. You could take that and then keep it in draft mode. And then later you're back at your desk, you're on your computer, you're on your desktop, and now you want to uh, add to it from there. So you're able to do that. So it's kind of like a story. Yes. Like it. Absolutely. Facebook story or Facebook story. Okay. All right. I get it. All right. That's cool. Jen, your uh, video. Oh, yes. So I, not that I'm obsessed with you, Madeline, but you just have been doing some really, really cool things lately. And uh, they're just so innovative, especially when it comes to Twitter, where everyone's always like, nothing changes with Twitter. Nothing changes with Twitter. Um, well, yeah, it does. But And you have been doing this very monumental movement recently, the video reply day. I absolutely love it. Will you please talk about what spurred that and how it's going? And I just think it's great. Well, thank you. Um, I just got on this mission of wanting people to see the power of using video in your tweets. Okay. People are not doing it. And I think it's because they don't know you can do it. I, rem I mean, I'm such a nerd. I remember the day Twitter made this available. I remember exactly where I was. And I was like, oh my God, we can do this. Let me go grab my phone and go make a, a video and put it on Twitter right now from my phone. Like, how cool is this? <laughs> it's just so funny thinking back. This has been available for, for like, I want to say maybe three years. Um, so I just started really getting frustrated that why are people not doing this? Why, you know, and, and it's either they tell me they either don't know they can do it or they just don't know how. So I just got on this mission. It was just, I'm the kind of person where I will just come up with something and just do it. I mean, I really do have a tattoo on my arm that says just do it. Uh, and um, I came up with video reply day. My plan was once a week, I would do a tweet and, and show people how to do it, encourage them and call it video reply day. And, and, I made some videos. I picked a day. It was a Tuesday. And, and I did a Tuesday because I knew I would have makeup on because, you know, it's like when you're self-employed, you work from home. It's like, you ladies know how this goes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere today. I don't need to put any makeup on. Nobody's going to see me. Well, twice a week I do live stream. So it's like, okay, do I want to do it on Tuesdays or Thursdays? Well, Thursdays is really busy with Twitter Smarter. So I thought Tuesday, social ROI day. I was like, I'll make it that day. So uh, I just randomly chose that day and I made some tweets and I encouraged people and I tagged some people and it just went crazy and everybody was replying to each other. So it, it overnight, literally overnight, turned into a community of like 30 something people 
going crazy and just doing all these videos. And it's just as simple as taking a tweet, replying to it, and this is on your phone, you hit the reply button, and then you'll see where you can do, um, if you're on an iPhone like I am, they used to have the little camera icon. Now you have to tap on the, um, the icon for images, then it opens up and shows you the, you know, either the photo or video and you want the video button and then it's going to face forward. So you got to pre press the, or tap, tap on the one to do forward facing. And now you're able to make a video and you just hold down the big red button and you can do up to two minutes in 20 seconds. It's 140, 140 seconds. So it comes out to two minutes and 20 seconds and it's fun. And you get, you get the ability to let people see you. And you know what this is? Here's what's so crazy. And here's why I've been making a big deal about it. It is no different than doing Snapchat. It is doing a Snapchat, but you get more than 10 seconds. But if you know how to Snapchat, then you could totally do this. It's that easy. I had like a while <laughs> back. Do you know who Professor Nez is? Yes. Yes. So he, he I, I followed him and he video thanked me for following him. And I was like, whoa, like it just, like it was before you were doing it's your working. thing. It blew it's my mind. I was like, dude, I think it was before you even, I don't, it was, I don't know. When did you start doing it? Well, he's somebody that would totally be doing it. Yeah. But, you know, I've been advocating it for quite a while. It's just that out of the frustration of not seeing enough people doing it is when I started a few months ago, this hashtag. That is so awesome. Yeah. And I wonder, cause like I have, um, three restaurants. So Madeline, you have a, you have a just. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I have three restaurants that I work with. So I wonder if um, like doing it for our people would be a weird thing or not like guests. That might be kind of weird, right? Because people are like, I just was out there. I was just eating there. I didn't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You can try it and see what the reaction is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, try, I mean, I mean, the great thing about it is, is being able to be personal, right? And, and, and right. let people see you and and what you're doing so like for me when i'm doing them i'll usually stand behind me where i have my twitter smarter sign or i'll stand uh over against the side of my wall here where i have like all these like thank you cards and all these nice things that people have said you know pat flynn has a wall like that i put one together as well like collecting all of these like cards and letters of, of nice things and so i like to like stand next to something cool i don't have anything else cool to stand next to here so i'll do stuff like that just so people can see like oh this is madeline this is the real her uh, or i'll be out walking my dog and people love that they go crazy over that so i actually do that the most because what happens is people are like his name is Max. And I'll be like walking. I'm like, Hey, video reply day family. How are you guys doing? And they're like, how's Max today? It's like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Like, you know, you don't know if something like that's going to impact people. And it, most times it does. Dogs always do for sure. Yeah. So, so Madeline, you have a, a just do it tattoo. Are you going to get a Twitter tattoo? How many followers do you have to get before you'll get a Twitter tattoo? You know, I have, I do not have, I have a lot of tattoos. Um, and I do not have a Twitter one yet, but I might have to do that at some point. That would actually be a great idea. It's like, it's a thing, right? You get to a certain number of followers. Yeah, you know, and then you you know what Twitter I could tattoo? do is when I get to a hundred thousand, maybe that can be like the big thing and maybe that'll get more people following because they want to see me yeah. do it. It would not be odd for me to go get a tattoo that, you know, would be because my, my music community that I ran for 20 years is called go girls music. And, um, grew it from an idea in 1996 to a huge worldwide organization. And I actually have four different tattoos that are logos of uh, different logos of the organization. And well, actually 30 something people are, you know, went and did it too. Like I never asked anybody else to do that. So that's community right there is when you build a community and then people go get a tattoo of the logo to support what you're doing. It, unbelievable. That's, yeah, that's, that's commitment. <laughs> so so that's maybe awesome. I'll start a new trend with, with Twitter Smarter, you know, maybe start some kind of trend there. I don't know. I don't know. I think when people go out and get a tattoo because you have one, it's like, you know, could I be a cult leader? Makes me mm -hmm. wonder. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, it is kind of interesting. Like 30, I think sort it's like of. two people. <laughs> it's like, can it be done again? Twitter Smarter. Hmm. Get a little Tweety Bird. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a great idea you gave me, Elizabeth. I can like do this, like get Madeline to a hundred thousand or get me verified. You know, Twitter won't verify. Oh, me. it's so even better. crazy. Yeah. What? There Wait, you go. What? 
I don't Does terrifying. that make no sense? People are like blown away. It's like, how could you be like this big deal Twitter person? And they, it's like, you know, it's great having an unusual name. It, it, I think that's one of the reasons why I stand out because people remember me. I have an unusual name. But I think in the case of Twitter, it's not helping because a lot of times I see that they'll do it on Twitter because you have such a simple name that you want to prove it is you right? And so if you have an unusual name, nobody's copying you because that's one of the reasons they'll verify you is because if you have people trying to pretend to be you. I thought I saw recently though, people complaining about any old Tom, Dick or Harry could get it, could get verified. But I, I guess it's subjective. It's very subjective. And you know, what's funny is that I saw one today that was verified and it's one of those ones where you look at and you go, why you? on earth are they verified? <laughs> like, they're like nothing. And it's like, huh? So it's like, who do you have to know at Twitter to get one? And Jack. believe me, I've tried with the few people that are acquaintances at Twitter. I've, believe me, I've tried. It's like, no, nobody will touch it. It's like, I can't help you. So oh it, it makes you wonder if there's like this secret room with, with super cool people that have this magic power. <laughs> And I think I've applied maybe six or seven times by now. And I'm like, I think I'm just done. It's like, maybe they just you know, give it to the interns. Yeah. <laughs> it's an intern job. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. So, um, so Madeline, the, um, I started to love, well, I officially started using Twitter at an event, um, you know, back in the day when it, when it started out, it was, it was the best tool to, um, you know, connect with people. So do you, do you still think that it works the same way it used to? Is, is it still the best tool to connect with like-minded people and set yourself up as a, as a thought leader? Or do you see kind of a, a change in how people are using it out of it? I think it's a great way to connect with like-minded people. I mean, that's what I always say when I talk about Twitter chats is bringing like-minded people together. When we were doing the after chat today with me and my team, I was talking about how I feel like we're all magnets coming together through the chat and, and we've all become so close like family, this, this group I have that helped me each week with the chat. Um, I have just found for me that it has been the best place to connect when I started my podcast two years ago, it's also called Twitter Smarter. The whole premise is I'm going to interview top social media marketers, uh, people of influence, and have them come on and talk about Twitter and share their best Twitter tips. And I invited Pat Flynn, Mari Smith, Kim Garst, Mark Schaefer, all the big names. At the time, they didn't know who I was yet. They all know who I am now, but they didn't know who I was back then. I used Twitter to reach out to them because Facebook is not going to work. They're, you know, they're going to think of you as the creepy person bothering them on Facebook. LinkedIn sometimes works, but LinkedIn can be very spammy. With me, I get so many spammy messages all day long. So it's hard to take people seriously when you get messaged over on LinkedIn. But for some reason, when you tweet someone, if they're actively using Twitter, like I've tweeted and conversed with Gary Vaynerchuk. He has over a million followers. He's a big deal. He gets lots of tweets. And I've had the opportunity to tweet with him. And I've tweeted with rock stars. Um, and, and it's hard to believe, like, you know, I, they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to pay attention to me. Well, what I always say is if they're using the platform, if they're on there using Twitter, you definitely have the opportunity to get in front of them and converse with them. I remember uh, several years back, um, so speaking of rock stars, Kathy Valentine, she was the bass player in the Go-Go's back in the 80s, right? So, you know, I don't know if people today think of her as a rock star. I still think of her as a rock star. And she was on Twitter. And she was just tweeting random things, just talking to people. And I was like, no way. And she, she had tweeted and said something about, hey, has anybody seen this new film by Sean Penn? I remember thinking, I just watched that. So I'm like, I was a little scared at first. I'm like, I'm going to tweet her because she's just putting it out there. But it's, it's a little, you know, you're looking at these people like they're untouchable, right? You know, years back, celebrities were very untouchable, right? We didn't have social media. We didn't have ways to feel like we could be in front of them unless we were literally on the front row at a concert, right? Social media gave us this ability to be in front of people of influence and people that are celebrities and rock stars and stuff. So I got the nerve to tweet Kathy Valentine and uh, told her I saw this Sean Penn film. 
and it started a conversation and we went back and forth and I told her about my music community and told her that I saw her play a show here in Houston and then she kind of clicked and remembered meeting me there and it was like whoa this is amazing and like having a conversation like that is just something you just cannot do anywhere but Twitter so that's what I'm always telling people is that Twitter gives you that ability to connect with people on a level you just can't do elsewhere for sure so having said that that's really a good segue to my next question what's your second favorite social media platform oh gosh uh, I'd hate to say Facebook, but I guess I'm going to say Facebook because I mean, that's the, that's the next place I go to just to see what friends and family are up to because that's what it's good for. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, ever since they took away our ability to get seen and heard on our pages, you know, I built up so many pages for myself and for clients back in the day. And I totally understand it's a business, but to go from such a high percent and then lowering it and lowering and I mean, they could have stopped and they didn't. And it really upset me when they got to the point where it was like 2%. And to sit here and spend years building up people that opted in, that want to hear from you and then not give them that ability unless you paid for it, it's just, you know, they could have come up with a better way to do that. So I just don't have a, a, I just don't like supporting them because of that. I just really have a hard time with that. My thing is all about organic reach. I'm really big on, let's find ways to organically get our message out without having to pay for ads. I'm not against paying for ads and I do ads from time to time, but I like organic. I like going that route because that's the real route, yeah. right? That's, yeah. you know, paying for it, you don't always get a good feeling, you know? You shouldn't have to pay to talk to people who want to hear from you. And that's one of the things I love about Twitter. If you want to hear from me, you're going to hear from me. If, if you go follow me on Twitter, you have that ability to see all my tweets. If you go follow me on Facebook, it's not going to happen. Well, that was, that was the original promise of social media, right? Leveling the right. playing field with, you know, the small businesses and, and big companies, the organic reach was making that happen. Yeah, it's just like back in the old days with with websites, you know, I was one of the first web designers here in Houston. And back in the day, you could build a website and have the presence that was equally the same as a large corporation. And I'll never forget, my web design business was just me. And I, and I had this presence that was great. And I'll never forget the day somebody emailed me and said, Dear HR, and I'm like, oh my God, they think I'm a big company. That is too cool. You know, <laughs> it totally leveled the playing field, right? You, you were able to build a website and, and be in the same league as any big company. I mean, really, if you think about it, if you go to a website right now for some company you Google, you can't really tell if it's a small company or a big company. I mean, you know, that's what's so great about the internet. So same thing with social media, right? Like I can build up this great presence that, that can equal a big company. And that to me is so amazing. I love the power of social. Yeah. And back then though, you used Netscape, right? And you probably searched for it on excite.com. Yes. <laughs> yes. I miss those days. Me too. That was a lot of fun. Then in 98, I think it was, I built my first website and uh, I launched it on Netscape and um, Microsoft did something weird and it IE was crashing it. So I had to go through <laughs> yeah. the code line by line and figure oh, out gosh. what it was yeah. that was crashing it on uh, Internet Explorer. It was so aggravating. So, oh, those were the, almost 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. It was a long time ago, but those were fun days. That was back in the day where we would right-click view source to see how they do that, you know, how they do that cool little thing on their web page. And so that's how, that's how we all learn, you know, right-click view source. Totally. I still, I can code a page. Of, I could HTML code a page right now. Me too. Super basic. <laughs> yeah. I don't we used to it. code it in Notepad. Remember that? Being able yeah. to just open up Notepad. That was before there were programs, all those WYSIWYG programs. Microsoft front page came in and ruined everything. Yes. That's what it was. It wasn't IE. It was front page. Yeah. Yeah. Front yeah. page put yeah. in the worst code. Yeah. And yes. you had to go line by line. Every time I got like, a as websites were evolving and then 
front page comes out. Now everybody and their brother is a web designer because they bought, what was it, like 35 bucks or something. Now I'm a web designer. I couldn't believe how many people call themselves a web designer and they were doing front page. Uh, and when a client would come to me, like I get a new client and they say, yeah, we have this website and we want you to redesign it. The first thing I would say is, let me look at your code. I had to go look at it because yeah. if it was done in front page, it was going to take me twice as long to work with because yeah. it would put all that line by line code in that was terrible. Yeah. And I put it in Dreamweaver. I love Dreamweaver. Yeah. I wasn't too big a fan. <laughs> Dream, Dreamweaver, that had a big learning curve. That took some work to figure out. Oh, I, I liked it. Anyway, we could talk about this. We could geek out oh, on, totally. on all web design. <laughs> so we, I have a couple of... Um, like regular questions that we want to ask. Um, and the first, I'm going to ask this one first. If you could have a superpower in your job, there was something, anything you could do in your job, what would your job superpower be? Oh gosh, to make people not be ignorant. <laughs> that's pretty chill. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? I don't yeah. know. That's like, I I'm just it. trying to like go with the first thing on the top of my head, you know? Make so, common sense common. That's what that's what popped up. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, having having some Facebook uh, fights recently that <laughs> that that would have been my answer. <laughs> right. I just there, I have had to just get out lately. It's just it's too much. Um, mine is uh, Wi-Fi that works everywhere at all times with no issue. Period. Right? That would be so nice. You know, we just had the hurricane, so I've been having a lot of issues with my internet. And uh, Tuesday, when I was doing the social ROI chat, literally, like it was fine. Upload, download, everything was fine. Literally 30 minutes before the chat, internet goes down. We're calling the cable company, trying to find out what's going on with Comcast. Oh, there's some issue. We'll, we'll send somebody out tomorrow. Well, I can't have this 30 minutes before the chat. So I'm like, please let my phone hotspot work so I can get on my computer with that and run a chat and not letting by know or realize that I'm doing this literally off of the phone internet, you know, which is not always the best. And somehow it worked and I was able to do the entire chat with that all the while thinking, why is my Wi-Fi not working and just being able to do what I need to do? We take it for granted, you know? I mean, it's just made me realize like, wow, you know, we are like, the work I do, if I don't have internet, I have nothing to do because everything I do revolves around it. So yeah. thank God we can still get internet from our phone. Yeah, or head to Starbucks. <laughs> or that, yes. Yeah. Well, and Elizabeth and I come from the event space um, where it's just, it's so important now with every, you know, every event has an app and it's just, yeah. there's all sorts of things that, that require internet. So uh, before I get to this, the last question, Elizabeth and Jen, what, what are your superpowers? Job superpower. Um, mine would be to be able to clump things together levitate them and guide them to where I need them to go because I feel like I'm constantly carrying way too many things. Megan, you know, my laptop fell out of my laptop bag the other day. I need things to levitate and just move with me. Yes. That was scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it still worked though. It's still working. Yeah. It's working great. And uh, my superpower would be to be able to contact someone at Apple and have them give us a real rule on these uh, new rules they're putting out for event apps, which is making our entire industry lose their minds. But we cannot get actual good information from Apple. So if I had a superpower, it would be to get them to give us the actual answers. Hey, um, did you see Brian Feldman from Looped? He he did a really good write-up. He talked well, to them directly. I haven't seen his yet. I haven't seen his yet. He talked to them directly, and he did a really good write-up, and he put it on LinkedIn. So check his LinkedIn poll or whatever it's called for that because yeah they he actually got got one-on-one -on -one with them okay last question what's your latest and greatest super awesome um tool or you know like program that that you're using that new app on your phone or whatever oh gosh um a new app on my phone you know i'm always putting new apps on my phone so uh you know i just downloaded this one uh pat flynn uses it's called bonjuro 
and it's, it's super cool. I'm doing the free trial right now is for customer service. So I'm doing a Patreon right now. Are you guys familiar with Patreon? It's yeah, but like you can, our listeners might not be, so you can explain. Yeah. So yeah. Patreon is a lot like a Kickstarter. We all know what Kickstarter is, right? You go and you donate to somebody's project and it's a one-time donation. Patreon is super cool because instead of one time, you can support a creator monthly or per project. And you can do like a dollar a month or $5 or $10. And this has been something that was really been really big in the music community. So it's something I've been involved with for, for a really long time, but I've really gotten out of the music business, really focused on just social media. And I was trying to come up with a way to use this again. And so I started it back up and made it so that as a creator of podcasting and uh, trying to get people to help support the podcast, I mostly just do it for fun because it's kind of neat and you can do rewards. So since I restarted it, I wanted to try this Bonjuro app because Pat Flynn um, is using it. He, he always comes up with great things. And what it is, is customer service app. So I'm, I'm tying it in and integrating it with Patreon, but you can do it for anything. So the way I have it set up, if you sign up for my Patreon, I'm going to get a notification in this new app, Bonjuro, and it's a way for me to greet my new patron. So it lets you, you do it by video. So it's going to prompt me and I'm going to make a little video on my phone, just like the video reply day I'm doing on Twitter. It's just like that. So that's what this app does. So it allows you to make a video for a customer is really all it is. And, and that is great because when you get a new customer, you want to really seal that relationship. You really want them to see you're a real person. You really appreciate their business. I had signed up for one of Pat Flynn's courses and he was using this. So I saw firsthand what it does. And he sent, I get this email and it says, I have a video from Pat Flynn. I'm like, no way. And I open it and it's like, Pat going, hey, Madeline, thank you, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can do like up to a minute, I think. And I was like, this is so cool. And I've heard him talk about it. So I went and I just signed up for the app and I just tried it out. So all the new patrons I got on Patreon, I tried it out on them and I made the little video and a couple of them replied and said that was really cool and they thought it was neat. And I don't know, I like to experiment. I'm huge yeah. with trying things and see what works because- one thing I will attribute my success is I failed very early on in my entrepreneurial career. Uh, tried a business, it failed. Okay, go on to the next thing. You know, I'm an idea person, so I try things to see what works. And I'm not afraid to try. A lot of people are held back by fear, fear of that unknown, really. And so I just like to try things. So I'm really excited with this Bonjoro app. I don't know if it's something I'll be using long term, but trying it out is fun. So we'll see how that goes. I like it. I actually was looking at something similar for a client of mine, but Bonjoro might be easier way to, um, to accomplish that kind of just, uh, hey, rather than just getting an email back that, you know, intercom they sign up and they get a message from intercom from which us. is what everybody does right yeah. so what a great way to stand out by totally. doing something like this you will definitely stand out to your customers if you send them a video so this, so this is exactly why i like doing the videos on twitter is so unexpected like when you got that one it's like you weren't expecting that and is you get that wow factor right i had interviewed somebody from my podcast a few years ago because she was doing that and I want her to come on and talk about the power of doing a video to communicate with clients over Twitter. And people have their minds blown because they're not expecting you to send them a little video. Right. Powerful. Video is so powerful right now. So awesome. That is a great um, kind of thing to close on. Thank you so much, Madeline. Appreciate your time. We did hit just about the hour mark, just a little bit over. Um, obviously you're awesome. Corey asked me, so what's her, what's her deal? What's she like? And I go, she's just like a really cool, like normal, authentic person. I couldn't come up with any other way to describe you. I said, I don't know her. We haven't it's had drinks perfect. or anything. That's perfect. <laughs> um, but we should have a drink at social media marketing world. Hopefully. Absolutely. Um, I will be there. It'll be my third year to speak. And they, they let me come and speak about Twitter each year. I love it. It's so awesome. Well, and they're so few people who are as passionate as you are about the platform and um, I think it's a great niche um, for you to have and it's obvious that you're super um, pumped about it and I'm gonna thanks Megan up, appreciate it of course I'm gonna send out a, I'm gonna set a calendar reminder for Twitter smarter on Thursdays at what time well 10 a.m. for you Pacific yeah. and 1 o'clock Eastern 
Awesome. And then I uh, loved that you did a Facebook Live recap after. That was super cool. So I hopped on that as well, um, which I'm sure everyone will do who's engaged, especially, you know, like with this show. We we started this show and I said, I want to call it Making a Marketer because I want to um, – I don't, I don't, I want to say, I don't want to say it's for experts. I don't want to say it's for beginners, but I think we all are sort of like making it up as we go, right? Just like social media is making it up as they go. Like we're just going to figure this out and do the best we can with each show to try to help people understand um, how they can, um, you know, learn new things and do, do a better job. Um, that should be our so. new tagline, Megan, making it up as we go. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> I think that's a great one. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, my Thanks, crew, Madeline. Elizabeth and Jen. Thank you, Madeline. And thank you to our producer, Mr. Moss. And uh, this uh, rounds up episode four, and we will see you next time on Making a Marketer. Thank you. Thank you.